Hi guys, welcome back to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Today, I get to interview Callie Reseller Luis, YouTuber extraordinaire, experienced reseller on Macari, OfferUp, and, and Wholesale Pallets. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast. A show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of the Reseller Niche Podcast. Um, today, I want to introduce, not introduce, you know him, I'm sure. Uh, this is a YouTuber, uh, experienced reseller. His name is Callie Reseller Luis. And to everyone out there, um, why don't you give them a little bit of backstory, your background, and how they can find you. Sure. Uh, my background, uh, I started reselling since I was eight years old. Wow. I started because my dad was a reseller back in the days okay he used to i i've told the story before but I'll, I'll i'll share it again uh he used to pick up the broken down refrigerators and washers and dryers people put out on the side of the street and he would okay. fix them he would fix them and then he would resell them at the swap meet or flea markets so i started picking that up from him when he started doing that and he used to take me along with him sometimes and i remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning to drive to these swap meets just to get a spot for the day oh wow yeah, so I would help him do that, and uh, he actually had uh, gave me some money, and I we bought a, a big uh, bag of uh, pens, brand new uh, writing pens. I think there was like a thousand pens. I think we paid like thirty bucks for it back then, and uh, so he goes, "This is gonna be for you. This is what you're gonna sell." And okay. Then, you know, so while he was doing his thing, I was selling pens. People were buying ten, twenty pens, you know, and and that's from age eight. That's from age eight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. And it just kind of evolved uh, over the years, uh, doing it locally and also doing bartering with other people. Okay. So uh, just from that that experience alone, I've always reselled uh, different stuff, uh, shirts, video games, uh, anything. Even through high school, I used to sell a lot of stuff. And uh, it just kind of it's been an ongoing thing that I, I learned from him. And now, you know, the, since I've been doing it on, on online platforms, it's, you know, I'm, I'm still doing it locally. But now I'm doing it on a wider scale with uh, Mercari and uh, OfferUp and all the other online platforms. Nice, nice. Now, before we get into it, because I have a ton of questions for you, okay. if you could just give everyone your like your YouTube channel, Instagram handle, and um, all of that good stuff. Yeah, my YouTube channel is uh, it's pretty easy. It's uh, Cali Reseller Ruiz. It's, uh, get, you can find it easily. My logo is pretty much all over the place. Nice. <laughs> That's how everybody recognizes it because it's red, so it stands out. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, same thing on Instagram, uh, Cali Reseller Luis. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, if you ever have any questions about reselling, I'm more than happy to answer any questions. I know a lot of resellers do reach out to me to ask me different questions or opinions on stuff. And I do answer back to everybody. Uh, you could be the big guy or you could the big YouTuber guy, the big guy that has 20, 30, 40,000 subscribers. Or you could be the brand new uh, YouTuber that barely starting out. I treat everybody the same. I don't treat nobody differently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I was at your auction yesterday. So mm -hmm. everyone knows uh, you got a big following already. 
And yeah. I'm going to flip the script a little bit because I know we talked, we said we we're going to talk about Macari and OfferUp, but we were just okay. talking a second ago about wholesale pallets because uh -huh. um, I wanted to ask you about something you're doing around Christmas time too. Yeah. So can you talk about how you got into kind of dealing with wholesale? I know we're doing this backwards, but yeah, that, no, no, that's no I'm interested in that. Yeah. Well, like I said, since I've been reselling and uh, the guy that I connected with, uh, his name's Larry, I met him about about 10 years ago, going on 11 already. Okay. And uh, he started out as a reseller just like myself. His father used to work at a company that did all the wholesale stuff. And his dad branched out and started his own uh, wholesale you know, thing with the, with the pallets of toys and all that. And once his dad retired, my friend took over the business. So at that time, when I, when I, you know, we became friends, we had lost touch for about two or three years. And then I saw him one day at the store and he goes, yeah, you know, I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I'm still doing the reselling. He goes, I'm running the business now. Come by. And so I went by and we talked and, you know, I started buying pallets from him. And uh, it's been nonstop ever since. And nice. uh, like I said, I sell to different people. Uh, I sell to a couple of guys that sell at the swap meets that I have that are customers. So I'm like the middleman right now okay. with the wholesale pallets. But my goal is to be actually be the wholesaler. So that's okay. the goal I'm aiming at right now. Nice. And uh, when, you, when you're saying pallets, are we what types of items are we talking about? Uh, talking about brand new toys. Brand new toys. Nice. It'd be uh, the Mattel uh, Monster Jam. All the name brand uh, toys that you see at Walmart and Target, I get access to all of those. Okay. And because I I'm sure you remember Toys R Us going under, mm -hmm. uh, because of that, did you see kind of an uptick in your business? Or Yeah, it, it did. When uh, Toys R Us went out of business, yeah, business did boost up again because there was no Toys R Us. And that was one of the biggest, you know, retailers for kids toys in the world. So when that happened, yeah, you noticed that the increase did increase the more people are looking for those particular toys that they're only finding at Toys R Us or yeah. they couldn't find that I was getting a hold of still. So yeah, the business did a boom when that did happen at that time. Okay. And then before I forget about this, you mentioned earlier that you are working with a few charities, uh, especially around this time of year. Do you want to tell everyone about that and how they could help? Yeah. I, I uh, work with the Toys for Tots in my area, and I also support other Toys for Tots in different states uh, with other resellers that reach out to me. Uh, for example, last night, uh, uh, Philly Picker, uh, he, he purchased some Hot Wheels for me on my auction that he's donating to the, the, you know, the Toys for Tots. And I'm going to put in more toys in his box. So the little box that he, he was going to receive, it just turned into a big box. Because yeah. I'm going to ship extra stuff uh, for the kids down there as well. That's awesome, man. And if you haven't checked out uh, Luis's auctions, um, they I was at one yesterday. He has, I'm not talking about cheap toys here. These are new, brand new toys. They're in demand toys, yeah. big toys too. I was surprised. I'm like, okay, I thought it's going to be Ricky. Yep. You know, some of the stuff people were bidding really good prices with good, good toys. So uh, right. you guys should check that out if you can. And that's a Tuesday nights, right? Or yeah, usually, I do. I do uh, it every Tuesday night. Yes, Tuesday night, uh, okay. seven thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, cool. And then let's go back a little bit more. So, okay. you, did you always uh, sell toys only? Or were there other things you sold as well? Or I've I've sold uh, DVDs, video games. Oh, obviously video games. That's always okay. been a big seller of mine. 
ever since back in the day, even in high school when I used to sell the video games. Uh, another thing that's big on for me is sports cards. Nice. I, can't. I, I have a lot of graded cards and I do collect. I'm a collector and uh, I do uh, collect them all. There's my son behind me. But like I said, I'm a full time dad. I'm a stay at home dad. Behind your probably hear kids. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry about it at all. Yeah, so, so uh, like I was saying, uh, vintage cards was that yeah. something back in the day as well? Or, yeah, I have uh, quite a few uh, vintage cards that I have in my uh, personal collection. Uh, I think, okay. uh, like I said, I've collected cards since I was a kid, and when I got to be an adult, I started collecting a lot of those cards that my mom threw away when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> Because we moved one day uh, and uh, had asked her mom, where's my box of cards? She goes, I threw those old things out. I was like, man, I remember I was so upset. But, you know, thankfully, uh, now that, you know, as an adult, uh, I was able to collect all those cards back. So is that like a personal thing or do you actually sell them or is it just? Like I, I ha it's a personal thing of mine, but I, I do sell some of the cards because I do have a lot of uh, graded cards. And sometimes when I see that I, my, my totes are too full, I'm like, okay, it's, it's time to downsize a little bit. There you and, go. Uh, like I said, last night I auctioned off the, like I said, a Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, card and a uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, rookie card. So, yeah, oh, that Mahomes, yeah, uh, I have some people that made some serious money off his back yeah. in the last year and a half. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and I, actually, I remember when Griffey first came out. This is what was that ninety, eighty nine, ninety, eighty nine, eighty nine. Yeah, that was a hot card back then. I mean, it's not yeah. worth much now, but. Uh, Back then it was. Everybody yeah, wanted that card. And the other one I remember, and this is getting off track here, was you remember the Bo Jackson black and white where he has like the baseball bat and he's holding Yep, like, I, I have like 20 of those cards, 20 of them graded of those cards. So, yeah. That went for my cousin sold this. This is seventh grade. He sold it yeah. for like 60 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, uh, he got that out of one of, do you remember the old card machines? You yeah. Can it and you get two or three of them? You get two or three at one time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he got it out of there, and he sold it. For That's awesome. Dollars. I was like, "Wow, you're in the money now." Yeah, so. cards do have value, you know. If if you're a reseller that that sells cards, yeah, they do have uh, value. It just depends what cards they are. I mean, me, like I said, I collect them personally for my collection. Yeah. But when my collection does get a little bit too excessive, then I do, you know, get rid of some of my cards. You're just gonna know the right ones and the ins and outs, like yep. all the prisms and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go back a little bit because I know we, we keep saying we're going to talk about Macari. I will get there, but I know you started or you, you were on eBay back yeah. in the day. Mm -hmm. And then I want to talk a little bit about why you're not on eBay anymore. Cause these, I have similar issues, but uh, it might be interesting for people. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was on eBay for about seven years back then. And uh, like I said, uh, one day, I I sold some I sold actually a computer uh, keyboard. It was a wireless keyboard. It was like $130, I believe, when I sold it. I sent it out and it got delivered. And within a couple of hours, I get a request to return it because it wasn't brand new. I was like, how's it not going to be brand new when it was brand new in the box? It still had the plastic wrap and everything on it. So I, I accepted the return and they, they actually sent it back. And when I sent it back, they sent a totally different keyboard that was used and broken. Uh. And so I, I contacted eBay about that and told them. I showed them the proof of the pictures of what I sent to what they sent me. But well, through their investigation, like they say, they ended up uh, 
deciding with the customer instead of myself. So I, I lost on that money on that. I, I've got so many stories. I told you the story before, it's like yep. five minutes ago. Uh, yeah. I heard somebody on YouTube talking about a similar, really similar to that. They sold yeah. a computer, send it in. It was like an old Apple, I think, one of those. Yeah. And it came back with missing keys, like five missing keys. Yeah. And then, and then you figure, okay, I've got pictures of this. It's eBay's going to back me up. Yeah. They didn't. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it goes. I mean, and with, uh, were you ever on Amazon too, or, uh, doing FBA or? Yeah, I did Amazon for about four years. And uh, like I said, like I was, we were talking earlier, and then I started yeah. getting uh, ungated on different items, especially with the toys, with the Mattel toys. And so, I mean, it was like, it seemed like it was like week after week. It was like, okay, you can't sell this now. You can't sell this. It was like, man, you're just taking off all my inventory. So what am I going to sell? And then uh, that's when Amazon started selling all these uh, name brand toys. So yeah, I kind of pushed the little guys out of the way for them to sell the toy. It's, just it, it's weird with Amazon. Like we were talking about this too, because I had the same exact experience. I was basically Amazon only for like two years, and yeah. that the gist, the, the feeling I get is that they only want wholesalers, which actually that might work out for you, or private labelers only, um, only because you can't really back up a sale if you get it from like a thrift store, or mm -hmm. even a Walmart. To be honest, yeah. they don't even like Walmart. Nope. Yeah, you're right. Smart target receipts. I'm with yep. you there. Yep. So then, so eBay, you, you stopped, you shut down eBay. So when did you transition more into like uh, Macari? Oh, well, like I said, around that time when Macari started, that's when I was having the issues with eBay. Yeah. So I just decided just to pull all my listings off of eBay. And I just uh, said, oh, you know, Macari is a brand new platform. I'm going to give it a try. So. I listed a couple of things on there and then within a few days I started selling, you know, video games and uh, other stuff and uh, and it just kind of kept going. So now, you know, to 2020, it's like I'm doing a lot better on Macari than I actually was on eBay. So and you said that was like four years ago, you said with Macari? When, when yeah, when in, 2000, in 2016. Yeah. And that's when they first started then, right? Pretty yep. much. Yep. So I'm, I'm pretty much been with Macari since it started. And then the fee structure that I know they just changed that recently. Mm -hmm. They started so before they had no fees at all, or just no. They didn't. They didn't have a processing fee. What they call it? Okay. It was just uh, you would just pay the the you know whatever you're gonna pay for the listing, and that's it. But now they do the processing fee, which is depends on how much you sell the item. So and then for me personally, I want to say this year is I've been on Macari. I want to say eighteen months, two years, but that's. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about signing up for Macari. That's not really yeah. what you really selling from day yeah. one. I've sold a handful of items mm -hmm. and most of them, most of the, I sell a lot of toys. Most of what I sell is vintage stuff. Yep. What I found to be honest, it's a really good place to source. Yeah, so I, I can see why you're selling a lot. Yep. So is it mainly, you're selling only new toys on Macari and then how's that going? I sell brand new toys. I'll sell used to, I'll sell vintage, like older toys that are in good condition. Okay. I'll sell video games. I'll sell video game systems because all that stuff sells on Macari. Yeah. So all that stuff I, I'll sell and uh, everything that I sell regarding used uh, video games or video game consoles, everything gets tested before it actually gets uh, listed just to make sure that it's in, in good working condition. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then as far as issues that you've seen with, because I know you had issues with eBay. Did you mm -hmm. see anything similar with Macari? Like, um, you know, strange 
buyers, bad returns, that kind of stuff. I actually haven't had an issue with Macari on returns right now, so um, I I can't really say that I've had no not not like eBay. Like I said at eBay, it was just like back to back to back to back. And with uh, like I said, Macari, I haven't had any issues uh, until now. So it's been going good. And uh, but like I said, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, marketplace to sell. Oh, a yeah. lot of people I do, you know, I always ask questions about, hey, you know, is Macari a good platform to sell? And yeah, it's a great platform. I hear it's, the best it's, thing. It's, it's easy, and it's you can do it on your phone, and you know, it's definitely easy. I'm gonna cut in here real fast because I haven't yeah, said yeah. hi to anybody yet. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I got Galaxy CDs, Rock and Flips. Ryan, he's always uh, here. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. The Lone Star Picker. I saw him yesterday at, at your auction there. Hey, so, Louie, how you doing? How's it going, man? And then there's Nana Tink Treasures. How's it going? Hello, Nana Tink. And yeah, yeah. And then oh, Houston reseller is here. So I appreciate it because I usually don't have anybody in my life. So you're bringing the goods and you're bringing the info, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, no problem, man. So with Macari, I want to go. Um, I want to go back to them a little bit because okay. I noticed that they started doing some big things in the news recently. Yep. Have you seen like an uptick in sales? Is it getting better? Is it more competitive now? Um, How's that going? Uh, right now, uh, since we're into the whole fourth quarter thing, of course, sales have been up. And uh, it's just, uh, to me, it's been a steady amount of sales even before fourth quarter started. Yeah. But I, I know uh, Mercari is it's expanding as a platform, which, you know, I told people, you know, a couple of years back that it's going to be eBay's competition. I because can see that. It's starting to grow more and it's it's expanding. So. I just as long as they keep doing what they're doing, I think they'll be a successful marketplace, uh, you know, to sell. And uh, they're not really having issues. I know some people say they do have issues on Macari, but I haven't had any issues, like I said, uh, on my end. So, gotcha. I mean, the thing that there's a couple of things that I think Macari is changing the game with, especially when um, they kind of limit your when you bid on something, you can't like bid like a one dollar offer on like a hundred dollar item. They kind of block that for one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you seen it where people try and kind of get around? You know how with eBay you'll get messages? Yeah. Have broken up phone numbers, broken up email addresses, contact. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you see that in Macari as well? Or is it? I, I have, I personally, I think I've only received one message like that. Okay. But it got, like I said, when I, I didn't even look at it. When I clicked to go look at it, Macari had already deleted it. So they were pretty much on top of it. Okay. Yeah. And then as far as like the listing process goes in the card, because I've listed and it's relatively easy. Like you mm -hmm. said, it's all, it's a hundred percent app based. Yeah. I don't think I use the PC at all. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's a lot faster to you like listing wise on Macari or um, on, like compared to other sites? Yeah. I mean, I'm like I said, for me, uh, the listing on Macari is really easy. I'll, I'll take all my pictures before I start listing. So like that, once I do start listing, I already got the pictures and I'll start, you know, putting all the information you know, setting up the price and everything, and then boom, list it, and it will call it another next one, and it just keeps. Uh, yeah, to me, it's simple, it's easy, and it's convenient because especially when you're, you know, like me, that I'm a busy dad with my kids and uh, doing yeah, yeah. things a day, it comes in handy because when I do get those little breaks, it's like, okay, let me list one or two things and then keep going. Yeah, and then that's a perfect segue actually because I know you know you're a family man, you're a reseller, and mm -hmm. you know with this whole crazy pandemic we're all going through. How's yeah. it been? Because I know you've been on, you said you've been on YouTube basically since the pandemic started. Yeah. So it seems like you're taking on more stuff as opposed to the opposite. Yeah. 
Don't How's it going me. just life-wise dealing with everything? It, it's hard. You know, uh, I have to balance everything out and I have to pretty much uh, every day. It's like, okay, you know, this is what I, I need to do. This is when it's the task for the day. So I need to get up early uh, at 5 a.m. And I just get started with uh, what I have to do. I, I start packing before my kids even get up. So I'll pack and print labels, whatever sold overnight. I'll get that ready and packed and, you know, ready to go. I'll wake up the kids, uh, you know, feed them breakfast, get them ready, you know, dress for school, and then they do their online schooling. So once they're on their online schooling, that's where I'll take advantage of uh, if I already have pictures taken, where I'll start listing. But I have to keep listening to my son and my daughter yeah. just to make sure they don't need any help with anything. So, uh, and yeah, and it's, it just it goes like that. That's an everyday process for me. But like I said, I make it work. And a lot of people say, man, that's a lot of hats to wear. And I do wear a lot of hats, you know, being the dad, the principal, you know, the principal, the reseller, the husband, and, you know, the teacher, the teacher, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's not easy, but I mean, it has to get done. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to, you know, manage the time wisely and then just get everything done. And you've been shut. So you're in uh, the L.A. area. Is that right? I'm actually about 25 minutes away from uh, downtown LA. I'm in the outskirts of uh, LA, which is, uh, it's called the Yellen Empire, which uh, okay. up where I live at. It's the city of Ontario. Okay. I know. Um, I know I've been to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I live, I actually live like five minutes from the airport, just to give okay. you an idea. Okay. That's cool. And then as far as, I mean, I guess we talk about COVID a lot here. Hmm. When, I mean, it must have affected not only, obviously, the way you live, but the way you source, the way you deal with your online. How did that going even further before COVID? How did you source compared to how you source now and like conduct your business? Well, before it used to be more, you know, more thrift stores, more being out, you know, sourcing, you know, shirts and all that stuff at the thrift stores. But now with the, when all the COVID things started, you know, as a reseller, you got to adapt. Yeah. You got to say, okay, you can't source from these places. So now let's do online arbitrage, you know, online retail arbitrage. Uh, I do with my wholesaler, of course. So I always get toys from him and not uh, just uh, different, you know, places to source from. You know, I've, I've shared this information with a lot of people, yeah. you know, that, that are barely starting. You know, if you don't have a big, you know, budget to start reselling, you could start off selling stuff from the Dollar Tree. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know? You could get different toys, their name brand toys for a buck, you know, and you could source there. You could do the retail arbitrage at Walmart, at Target, in all the other stores. And uh, that's uh, pretty much what I've been doing with the online, you know, retail arbitrage uh, at Target. And I always tell people, always stay on top of the online, you know, retail arbitrage with Target and Walmart, especially right now. They have the Black Friday sales going on, especially on video games where they have, I think, you buy two, you get one free, you know? Yeah. I don't don't know if it's. Um, it was probably similar because right i want to say every september the walmart around here in targets they kind of do this crazy thing mm. where you find like video games that were from they're not even from last year i mean mm-hmm. i found video games that are like 15 years old ps2 games yeah. uh, maybe they're stuck in there is it like that for you guys too like random toys like wall depending on the walmart you go to some yeah. of them would bring out this really old brand new old yeah. stock yeah and it's happened. Uh, I've walked into Target. This happened at Target uh, a couple months ago before COVID started, actually. I walked in and uh, I saw the guy coming out with the shopping cart full of these like uh, DC Comics uh, action figures. 
And I, I just happened to glance at it and I saw that they were priced at $1.99. So I was like, okay, let me follow him to see where he's going with this. Yeah. So I followed to where he went, and he was barely going to set up the end cap. And I asked him, excuse me, are these all that you're going to put on the end cap? And he goes, yeah. I'm, How many are in this basket? He goes, maybe about 100. I'm all, can I talk to your manager? He's all, sure. So he called the manager and asked him, okay, you know, I saw you have a price at 199. I want to buy all of them. Can you give me a good price on them? He goes, sure. He goes, if you want, there's 100 in here. Give me $80 for all, for all the 100. I'm like, cool, I'll take them all. Nice. You know? And I ended up taking them all and I sold them quick. Because it, it was old, it was old, that's the old stock that people look for. Target, too, right? Yeah, this is a Target, yeah. See, it's weird because I hear conflicting things about Targets because, like, mm -hmm. they don't like us, well, resellers, this and that. My right. personal experiences, it depends on the specific store. Yeah, it depends on what mood the person is in, too. And also uh, the way you approach them, that, that yeah. says a lot. You know, if you come and you tell them, oh, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Luis, and I just noticed your employee coming out with these, and I saw how much you're selling them for. I was just wondering if I, I want to take them all. Is there, you could give me a, a good price, and I'll take them all. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not, then it's okay, you know? So, yeah, as long as you, you communicate with them and you build that relationship with them, then they'll start kind of loosening up a little bit. This manager... I've, you know, it's my local uh, target. So he's seen me around for a couple of years. So yeah, yeah, he knows, he knows who I am. So every time he'll see me, he'll be like, Hey, I got some toys in the back that I haven't put out. If you're interested. Nice. You know? So he'll bring them out to me in, in the shopping cart and he'll let me go through them and I'll just take what I want. It sounds like you know how to negotiate and it, it, just from the way you're talking, you, you talk, it's like firm, but calm. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that's kind of how you have to deal with it. Cause I remember, I'm terrible in negotiations. I'll be honest with you. I was dealing with a target uh, in the Bay Area. This is uh -huh. three, four years ago. And they had a bunch of stuff on the end cap already. So I took everything. And I think when I did that, I kind of made it look like I'm like, oh, okay. My, got, my eyes got wide and everything. So I took everything. And I was going towards the cash register. And like I could see out of the corner of my eye, the target employee was just kind of like dogging me. Yeah. I just kept going. I mean, I hadn't, I didn't. There was nobody around me, so I didn't take anything away from him. So I went to the cash register. There's one guy in front of me. So he sees this whole, I think they were Lego. They were like old box. They were like two, three-year-old boxes, but they're all sealed, brand new Lego. So yeah. the guy looks behind me, and his response is, are those good for Christmas? And I didn't know what to say. I said, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. And then I handed him one. I said, you want one? And I think when I did that, then that target employee that was looking at me was kind of like, Oh, okay. So he actually came up to me and he said, um, you know, we that's old stock. If you want the rest, I think they're going to put it out next week. Yeah. Because until then, he was looked like he was going to take a baseball bat to my head. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like I said, I mean, that kind of, like you said, the demeanor, the way you approach people, the way you talk to people, that kind of stuff, yep. that makes a big, big difference. Yeah, it does. It does make a big difference. Yeah, you know, and every once in a while when I go in there, you know, I'll ask him how he's doing, how's your day, you know, and I've given him like a Starbucks uh, gift card and just tell me, yeah. thank you, I appreciate what you do for me, and you know, just show him gratitude, and you know, they respect you more for doing that because that's just showing them that you're appreciating that they're helping you out, you know. Yeah, 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 and then I mean, as far as uh, like we said, uh, with everything being shut down, especially in LA County and surrounding areas, it's really, really shut down. Yep. Did you, how did you deal with like, was there a change with like wholesalers? I know you deal a lot of pallets. 
did they change how they were dealing with you at all? Or are they still open? Or No, I mean, he it didn't really affect the, the wholesale business. The only thing that changed was just the face mask, pretty much, and okay. just uh, hand sanitizers. But, I mean, other than that, it's been business as usual for these guys. Uh, he's still doing his thing. Uh, you know, I'm still purchasing pallets from him at my weekly basis. So uh, I'm actually going to get some pallets tomorrow dropped off at my house. So it's just, nice. uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's always building that relationship with somebody and uh, making those connections because that connection you make with that person could possibly open another door to another relationship with another person that, you know, that's either a wholesaler or does something similar or, you know, that what they do. And it, it just makes your network grow a little bit, you know? Oh, it does. It does. It does. And then uh, I'll tell a little short story because um, I know you, you interviewed this guy, Chris Daily Refinement. Yeah. Yeah. So I met him, I want to say three or four years ago. Okay. And I want to say the guy's no joke. He's, like straight yeah. in yeah he's a straight shooter yeah yeah i mean he's like yeah walking encyclopedia so i remember he said he asked me if i'd ever gone to like a goodwill outlet and i said no i don't even know what they were this is like four years ago so i said uh he's like, do you want to go and i said okay and then like the next day he's like, all right 10 a.m tomorrow morning or whenever they open let's go and he was there at 10 a.m the next morning and then so we show up there and i think i showed up 15 minutes earlier than he did mm-hmm. and then the first thing he says to me He's like, hey, how's it going? Everything. Um, so, have you talked to the manager yet? And we're still in the parking lot. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I haven't talked to that. And he didn't say it like in a you know dickish way. He's just kind of like, yeah, oh, you know, have you met anyone? Have you talked to them? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, let's go. And literally, we walked, made a beeline straight. Mm-hmm. And we talked to whoever you know. Obviously, the manager wasn't like right mm-hmm. there. It's a Goodwill outlet, so it's, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And then within, I want to say, 30 seconds, he got the manager's name, phone number. And within five minutes, we were dealing with a couple pallets out in the back. Yeah, that's how fast it was. And I've never, yep. never bought a pallet in my life. Yep. I've never asked to speak to a manager in my life. Yep. So everything you're saying right there, my point to this was that mm-hmm. it's all how you approach somebody, yep. how you talk to somebody, how you do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with with the pallet games, what would you? I mean, because do you like? Um, because I know you, you were mentioning earlier, I'm not sure how much you wanted to say about how you're kind of transitioning a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, I know you sell Macari. Are you selling yeah. like uh, more bulk items in Macari? Or are you looking to kind of be the pallet guy for other people? Uh, well, the thing, Mike, like I said, uh, my goal is to be that wholesale supplier, you know, that supplies to the resellers. That's my main goal right now. Right now, I'm the middleman. Yeah. Right now. I'm, yeah, I buy from my wholesaler and I'm selling these pallets to the other resellers that are out at the swap meets and flea markets, you know, selling and hustling their stuff. And uh, that's, like I said, that's my next goal. But once I get to that, where I start being a wholesaler, I still want to keep my uh, online, you know, Macari platform open. And hopefully by that time, if my business does expand, I can actually hire someone to run that for me. So I don't have to, re- you know, doing that on a regular basis, but it would have to be someone that I know it's going to get the job done and not just yeah. you know, this one or two things a day and then just kind of goof off the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it takes a little bit more, especially when we're doing bulk items, multiple items, and then getting it to the right place. So yeah, I'm going yeah. yeah. to step in here a little bit and just wanted to say hi to everyone. If we haven't said anything um, to you yet, uh, who else is in the chat? You got Drifter Thrifts. Hey, Louis in the house. 
And got Nana Tink Treasures, Galaxy CDs, Roxanne Flips. Ryan, how's it going? And who else we got here? Fundamentals of Side Hustling. I saw Derek in here. Where Derek is in here. Yeah, Fundamentals of Side Hustle. And then I just wanted to say, I was just talking to Derek mm-hmm. earlier today. I'm going to be talking to him tomorrow at around the same time, around 4 o'clock. Nice. I think that's what we decided on. So I'm excited nice. about that because Derek yeah. is actually local to me. Um, yep. I'm in the Sacramento area. That's so, awesome, man. That's uh, he's a he's a good uh, reseller. He's on his game. He knows his stuff, and he he's crushing it right now. So yeah, I've seen, I've, seen right. posts. I've seen the YouTube videos. He's he's doing really really well. Yeah, man. He's but, he's doing really good. Yeah, yeah, big time. So with. I know you're talking about pallets. I wanted to talk a little bit about, because I know you do offer up and let go. Yep. So um, has that been something you've done since they were separate companies or how's that, how's that going for you? Yeah. Yeah. I did that before uh, since they were, you know, separate companies back then. And uh, I used to have the app for both until they merged uh, offer up. I'll use uh, to get rid of, uh, of course, granny toys, all that stuff. Toys is one thing that never gets old. That's something that sells all year long. Yeah. And people are always looking for them for birthday gifts or just to buy for their kids, especially right now with the pandemic. A lot of people are, are just, you know, instead of going out to the stores, they'll, you know, they'll come on offer up. You can ship it, too. Uh, and a lot of people still don't know that you could ship stuff. Through yeah, OfferUp. I found that out. I didn't know that either, to be honest. Yeah, you, you could ship through there and everything. I've, I've done it with the toys and I've shipped uh, pretty much all over the place. And yeah but uh like i said i sell toys on there i'll sell like the heavier bulkier stuff that'll cost me more to ship i'll sell it locally and uh it's like it's been a great platform and it's no fees and you know you get cash in hand nice nice and then, get better than that yeah i mean you can't complain with that i mean offer up that they have how's their fee structure compared to macari which one would you say is i mean how does that work do they charge i'm assuming they charge something because yeah yeah oh well, they charge if you ship they okay. charge you a fee. It's not bad. It's it's similar to Macari. It's not really that much. So, like I said, I, I've I always price my stuff uh, with that in mind, knowing what the fees are going to be and everything. So, by the time I get you know whatever I'm going to get, I know what I'm going to get. So it's always good to keep it that in mind when you list, especially you know on although this is could be in any platform. Whenever you yeah. list something, make sure you take into consideration what the fees are going to be as well. Oh yeah, and like that you could price your item knowing okay, this is gonna be a thirty dollar item, you know, it's gonna be forty something cents for this or a dollar something for the fees. And you know, you gotta make sure you cover all that and knowing you're gonna still make a profit on top with the fees included, you know. I mean, I, I as soon as you said that, I remember the first item I when I got back on the eBay, I wanna say twenty twelve. Uh-huh. The first item was I sold was an like a it was a, a He Man toy it was sealed it was brand new it was like from 2010 now yeah. i didn't check the shipping on it we went to australia i think i i, I had a set like five buck ten buck thing set on that oh, end up losing on that shipment i thought yeah. about pulling the plug but i'm like no i can't i gotta ship it so i yeah. think I, I made like negative four dollars on that entire process yeah, yeah we yeah. we all went through that i that happened to me too when i i started selling on ebay you yeah know, i ended up i think i ended up losing like ten dollars on that sale but you know, it's it's a less it's a, a lesson that you learn. So you just see it as a you know, okay, this is the that I did wrong. So next time I know to do this and not do this, I mean, yeah, it cost me ten bucks, but I mean, at least they gave me that 
knowledge now that I know what to do and how to price the stuff so it doesn't happen again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually, um, that's how I found out about global shipping. Mm -hmm. uh, this is on eBay, so yeah, I didn't know that back then. I, I just shipped. I don't know what I shipped it with. This mm -hmm. I'm guessing Express. But I mean, that's a, actually a good segue. Do you do a lot of international sales too, or uh, how's that? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll ship out to like Canada and down to Mexico. I've sold a, uh, quite a few stuff. I think I've shipped out to Europe. Maybe I'll, I've shipped out maybe like four or five items. So, uh, but I, I use the pirate ship, so the, it's okay. not really that bad on the on the shipping. Yeah, I know pirate ships helped me out a couple of times. Actually. Yeah, especially when they changed that whole the USPS changed dimensional weight. Yep. Um, that was a big, big shift. Yep, it was. And then have you seen, I mean, as far as like international shipments go, because I know I'm a big eBay seller, so I have issues with their whole, I mean, not just the price they charge, but how they get it there and the time it takes. Yeah. Have you seen anything, any issues like that with Macari or OfferUp? Uh, mm, I haven't. I know it, it's, it does take a while sometimes, depending on you know, where it's going. And then when once it goes to customs and all that stuff, sometimes they'll detain the packages for no reason, and they can detain it up to a week. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, that makes it hard for us as a reseller to kind of give a timetable how long it'll take to get delivered. Oh yeah. I mean, there's some times where I've shipped and the item has gotten there within a week, maybe a week and a half. And there's another item I've shipped and it got there within three weeks. <laughs> you know, and it's like it, it varies. It just depends on when it hits customs. If they're gonna detain it or not, or for whatever yeah. reason, so that yeah. plays a big factor. So I'm gonna read off a question real fast. Nana Tink Treasures, what boxes do you all use for shipping? Save use boxes, only use eBay boxes. Yeah, USPS boxes, of course, are needed. And if you use old save boxes, how do you store them? Um, did you want to answer that? Like, do you use old use boxes or? How yeah, do you store them? I I save all boxes uh, that I of stuff that I order uh, on Target and all that, and I'll reuse them. I have a whole rack on the side over here where I have nothing but uh, postal service boxes and bubble mailers and pretty much used boxes. And it's always good to be prepared with boxes, especially right now doing a uh, fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. That happened to me last year where I wasn't too prepared enough with enough supplies. So about early December, I ran out of uh, all the material like boxes and tape and bubble. And uh, man, I had a scratch in, you know, tape from here and bubble wrap from here just to get me through fourth quarter. But this year, you know, I prepared better and I, I'm fully stocked with uh, everything I need. Oh, yeah. USPS. I mean, I kind of rely a lot on mm -hmm. even with the price hike, the padded flat rate envelopes. Yep. Those are those are like gold right now. Uh, yep. I think I put an order in, I want to say 60 days ago yep. uh, for four boxes. I've got one yep. out of that. There you go. That's it right there. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've seen those. I kid you not. You've probably seen pictures of them selling those, at like uh, yeah. and stuff. Yep. It's like five bucks for like three of them or something. It's crazy. And yeah. That's no joke. They really do sell those. They do sell them. Yeah. Which is, I don't think is legal. <laughs> no, it's not because we get them free from the post office, but people do it because they know resellers are going to need them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing I've, yeah, I, I've, I've ran into the same thing that you did like two years ago and the year before that, running out of supplies. Just so you know, because I used to run a shipping store. In our training back there for that shipping store, especially around Christmas, they would say, mm. save old boxes. Yeah. Save old packing material, the bubble wrap, 
the even the, like the garbage bag type stuff, they would save yeah. all of that, and it would be in their training manual. Yeah, definitely. So when people say um, that you shouldn't save stuff like that, I understand you don't want to use a box with a hole in it, or <laughs> you want to mark up the labels. Like if you're sending it post office, don't have a giant UPS label on it or whatever. I get that, but yep. um, it, it, it's. I, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because the, the only thing I would say is with USPS, I know with their whole pricing structure and their whole issues, don't um, abuse their supplies. I would say that. Um, I have a lot of experience with the post office. And they're the only ones that will actually let you, uh, they, they really, they have minimal margins is my point. Yep. So yeah, so we can all be a little bit nicer to the post because those people are, they work hard. They're like some of the hardest people I know. Like yeah. I said, I've been working with the post office for 20 years now yeah. in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And so um, they, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you, I, I remember there was a, I'm getting off track here, but back in the day when I ran a shipping store, we used to give out like the, like you said, you give out like the gift cards at Christmas. Yeah. We did all the drivers, mm -hmm. uh, UPS, FedEx, post office. I, I we used to know my and like um, there was a couple actually knit, knitted them sweaters, yeah. Because we, because we knew them so much, yeah. So um, those were good people. So uh, tip your mailman. I think it's a twenty dollar max. I, yeah. I think that's the rule or something like that. Yep. Uh, so, so uh, let's see. I got a question here on the board. Question for Luis actually. If you had the luxury to obtain one piece of expensive equipment or tool. For ecom business, what would it be and why? It will be that machine that fills up those bubble pack uh, things. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, that will definitely be uh, something that I would uh, use, and it will make my uh, for my e-commerce business a lot smoother. So it, you know, yeah, that's uh, one thing that I would definitely want to get. It will oh, help yeah. me a lot with my shipping too. And then actually, Lone Star Picker again. He said, "Oh." Our local carrier, uh, oh, our local carrier coffee card for Starbucks. Okay, give your local carrier a Starbucks card. Yeah, yep, that's that's true. Everyone, because the rule I heard is that I've heard. I don't know if this is. I mean, I'm a small seller, but some people actually try and like bribe drivers for some stupid reason. Maybe mm -hmm. they get a faster pick of them. You don't yeah. want to do that. And then cash is like a bad idea. Yeah, so that, that's an. I mean, if you can give them a gift card like Starbucks card like that. Yeah. It really, really helps, and it makes them feel better because yeah, that's what I'll, I do with my uh, my guy that picks up my packages every day. I'll I'll give I him a started card. doing that this year actually. I never, to be yeah. honest, I was one of those people that um, I remember I was uh, always driving down to the post office, the UPS. I would always you know I'm not going to leave it on my doorstep, you know. Right. But it is pretty efficient now. You you fill out the whole slip and you just mm -hmm. have to check every single one of them. So yeah, so that's pretty pretty cool so we are probably we're a little bit over the midway point here so uh -huh. Luis, if you could do me a favor and just for everyone that's here that maybe doesn't know who you are mm -hmm. uh, let them know how they can find you and all that good stuff yeah you guys could follow me on my instagram at cali reseller Luis. uh it's all together uh, like i said my logo is red so it's not hard to find and the same for thing for youtube the same thing is cali reseller Luis. I do my auctions every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Mo was in there last night, so he got to, to experience uh, my auction last night. And I do my Friday night hangouts on Friday nights as well on, on my channel. 
And then uh, every Monday, uh, myself and my co-host, the Lone Star Picker, do our Mindful Merchants uh, live at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We switch off every week. Uh, this week we had it on my channel, and next this coming Monday will be on his channel. So uh, we we always have different guests come on. So if you guys never been uh, to one of our lives, uh, make sure you guys come by and check it out. Definitely, and I'm gonna put all those links, and I'll put Lone Star's link too okay. in the show notes here when we're done. So you'll be able to find that if you you know. Okay, you I appreciate that. that. No, no, uh, seriously, you guys do a good job, and your interviews that. Um, You've only done like I think eight or nine interviews, but they're like you've been doing them for like a couple of years. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've done a few already with uh, like OBX Picker and on yeah. Sam, and Sam. I I was with them, and I've I've done a few already. So <gasps> I appreciate you asking me to to be on yeah, here today. Absolutely, with you. absolutely. And then what I wanted to touch on one of our last topics here is mm -hmm. I know you do Facebook Marketplace. And I know you yeah. do a lot of that. Me personally, mm -hmm. I haven't I've done a little bit. Mm -hmm. But how is that going for you? And especially with the shipping, how is that going for you? Uh, it's been good. I haven't had any issues on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I've uh, I've sold stuff on there. I've bought in a few things uh, on there myself uh, with other people. So, and no, the transactions have been smooth. There hasn't been no issues. And uh, shipping-wise, neither. I've never had any, any problems with it. You know, I haven't had no returns or anything like that. Because, like I said, I pretty much sell the, the new toys. So, I never really have an issue with that. So... Gotcha. But it's it's a great uh like I said it's just another source uh for you to use uh to sell things uh besides you know the big platforms like eBay and Macari and you know the more uh you know you have uh, more places to sell it's it's better because it expands uh your network of uh what you're selling and instead of putting all your eggs in one basket you you have one here you have one there you have another one on this side and you know you know besides all this uh, reselling and wholesale pallets. I I don't know if have you if you've caught some of my lives, but I also have a gumball machine business for my kids. Yeah, I, I I'm glad you brought that up. If you can go into it a little bit, how how you even how did you even get started with something like that? I mean, uh, I actually uh, one day uh, I uh, I was on YouTube. This was like maybe last year, and I came across Ray's the Entrepreneur. Yeah, I saw one of his videos when he was still doing the vending before he quit the vending. And I saw he was doing the gumballs, and I was like, well, you know, it seems not too bad. So I did my research with the gumball machines. I mean, you can get a brand new one for about 100 bucks. You know? Okay. I so had no idea. Not, yeah, it's really not that expensive. I mean, you could buy a box of uh, 860 gumballs at Sam's for like 20, 22 bucks. So that's okay. 122 bucks that you're you're investing. You know, you're, you're selling each gumball for 25 cents, and it has 860, you know, in a box so you could probably fit maybe like 200 gumballs in the machine maybe 250 so just off the top of your head just gives you an idea of how much profit you know you will make okay and then how did you i mean okay so you got the gumball machine mm. that you got to put it somewhere though like how do you figure out or like you have to sign a contract with somebody or uh no because it's not an actual snack machine so it's not like a, one of those big bulk machines so these are the the standard, you know, small bubblegum machines. Uh, you know, let me show you. I have one here next. To me. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. I bought from one of those before yeah. a bunch of times. Just to give you guys an idea of what it is. You know, and uh, just uh, uh, the way I, I obtained the locations was just talking to the owners of uh, the different places. Like this machine, I just picked it up on Friday. 
because uh, the place was going out of business. So yeah, the yeah. owner called me and told me I actually have a separate YouTube channel for my candy uh, vending machine uh, business. And everything that I collect from this, it goes uh, straight to my kids' uh, bank account. Nice, nice. So you, you got like a kind of like a mini indirect bank account for your kids. Yeah. Building so, up it's like a stock. Yeah, this is just a way for me to show them uh, that, you know, putting in work and work, you know, hard, uh, work, you know, has its rewards. So, yeah, they, you know, before the whole pandemic stuff, uh, happened, I will have them clean the machines and help me fill them up and all that stuff. But right now with the way things are, I'm doing yeah. this on my own. So, so I mean, with the whole pandemic, do they, I mean, is there some other protocol? They just have, they just have a sticker that says this is wiped down or something or? Yeah, I got. I had to get some uh, stickers from uh, the CDC. Okay. Uh, pretty much, I have to go by uh, every week and clean the machines down and make sure they're sanitized and all that good stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, but since it's gumballs, it's not really a big issue because it's not. Yeah, it, it's it's something that you chew, but it's not like food, like bread or, or potato chips or stuff like that. So they're Do not they really too. Sit at the bottom there. Like, does it like? like have like a sugar buildup around the bottom there or uh no uh when i when i check them i'll pull out all the gumballs out just to make sure there's nothing on the bottom okay because uh it depends everybody runs their their business i know i've seen some machines that look really old and look like they haven't been clean in years but me i i, I clean them out you know every every time i go and just to make sure there's no no, no buildup and then uh, where the actual gumball comes out I make sure I wipe all that down with the Clorox wipe, especially when the kids are touching all that. With yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I never thought. Are you? Is that something you're going to expand, or is that are you looking at different types of machines? Or yeah, well, right now we have a total of nine machines right now. So okay. I have uh, seven out right now on, on location, and I have uh, two here that I want to place back. The one I just pulled the other day, and I have another brand new one in, in a box still that I haven't, uh, you know, pulled out because, like I said, everything came got on hold because the pandemic stuff happened and yeah. a lot of businesses started closing down. Damn. But well, that's, 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 it's interesting that you're doing that now during the pandemic and it's going well for you. So that shows you that not everything's shut down. Business is still running. I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, I mean, how'd you hear, I mean, it's just, so just from Reyes's video or, or. Yeah. I, like I said, one night I was just uh, laying down, getting ready for bed and I thought, okay, you know, let me see what's on and he popped up so i just looked at, at the video and i'm like oh that's on something that doesn't sound like it's too much and i just started looking into it where i where to buy the machines and how much you know they cost and once i saw it wasn't that much uh, to actually get started i was like okay i started with the first machine so i bought the first machine got it in a location i thought okay you know i collected from it we invested on another machine and it just you know we got another location and I ended up buying uh what is what's called a five tier rack. I'm pretty sure you've seen them at the supermarkets that have yeah. like the like the bouncy balls and all yeah. that and then the, the little capsules. I have one of those at an actual pizza place that does very well. Nice. And I also have one of those big uh spiral gumball machines too. My kids seriously, whenever we go, I mean we don't really go to pizza places now, but we did a lot. They would all the maybe the first thing, because when you walk in the door, it's like right there. Yep. Like we used to have a round table that was real close. Mm -hmm. First thing is like, I want that. We haven't even ordered pizza yet. And like, yeah. no, I want that. I want that. So actually, I do have a question here. Is it hurt? Okay. I know we talked about this a little bit, but I, specifically about your gumball business. Has the okay. business 
hurt since uh, people are not going to businesses as much anymore. Well, with the location I just I just spoke about, I just picked up that machine on Friday. So that, uh, you know, unfortunately they're going out of business. So it does affect some yeah. businesses. And it, I mean, with me, that this been my first uh, place that, you know, the location uh, I had to pick up the machine. But my other locations are actually doing very well. Okay. Because uh, the, I have another pizza place that does very well because yeah they're closed where they're not dining in but they're still doing carry out and uber eats and postmates yeah so when those drivers come in and they're waiting for their orders they're always going to the machines and getting candy or gumball or you know they want gum to chew while they're waiting oh yeah yeah, yeah. so Definitely. all those machines keep you know you don't they keep using them so i mean it's not as much as big as a profit as before but it's still making profit enough so no it's smart though because i mean you go into like Walmart, any grocery store, what do they have right by the yep. cash? All that little stuff. Yeah. They, they, they make a ton of money just from that. You know, mm -hmm. like um, my local is a big local thrift store right by me. Mm -hmm. And they have like literally walls on either side. It's like a hundred yeah. feet either side, potato chips and like all these little things like uh, chargers, all this little stuff that you're waiting, you're standing there waiting and you can't mm -hmm. help but see all this stuff. So, that's where your stuff is. You're probably making good money, I would yeah. say. So I think we covered pretty much all of uh, what I wanted to talk about. So okay. one last time, I know we've done it before, but this yeah. is, I'm trying to do these videos for, for you guys out there. Let everyone know, and they already know where you're from, and they know where your channel is, but let them know again. And then if you can let them know again, again about that Toys for Tots, that would be really helpful. Yeah, I mean, uh, Toys for Tots is a good organization uh, to donate uh, toys to. And uh, I know they do a lot of good things uh, for the communities, especially for the kids. So myself, I, I like to be involved with that. And, uh, you know, that's just one of them. Another yeah. one we do is the Ronald McDonald House that we want to get more involved with as well. You know, with the toys, especially there's a lot of kids that, you know, with uh, low income families that don't have money right now to be spending on, you know, gifts for Christmas for their kids. So yeah. if you could, you know, help donate to any of those, even if it's just a couple of toys, you know, it'll make a child's day. Yeah. And you, and you said that like uh, some people were like on your last auction, they were uh, kind of chipping in and donating to. Uh, yeah. Buying stuff to donate to the Toys for Tots. Yeah. Uh, Philly Picker did that. Uh, he bought uh, some stuff for me uh, that he, I'm going to ship to them. And I'm actually going to, like I said, I'm going to add some more toys on my behalf. To his, what he got to sent to the Toys for Tots in uh, Philadelphia. Nice, that's awesome. I think, and that's on Tuesday nights and uh, the uh, auction. Uh, mm -hmm. The one I was at yesterday. And yeah, then, and then um, you got my on Mondays. It's the mindful. Mindful merchants. Yeah. Yep. And then Friday pick um, hangouts. This, this is a Friday night hangout. Yeah, Friday night hangout. We just hang out. I open my platform up to anybody that wants to come in and just talk about anything. Uh, my chat's always open to anybody to promote what you have going on, whether it's a video or you want to promote your eBay store. Yeah. Anything that you want to promote, you can come in, you can just hang out. And, you know, everybody comes in, don't hang out. We'll talk about random stuff or people sometimes have questions about items. Yeah. And they'll show us and we'll try to help them out as much as we can, you know, about what they're asking, you know, regarding to reselling. So nice. it's a, it's a pretty late playback uh, Friday nights and, uh, like I said, it's open to everybody. I've had people on there come on. Nate's been on there. Uh, he's he was in here earlier. Drifter Thrifters. He's from Australia, so. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on there, and I've had uh, 
the Houston reseller too. That's another. He's he's new to YouTube. He hit his 100 subscribers on my live, so nice. that was pretty cool. That was a nice milestone for him, you know. That's awesome. So we got yeah. one last question here. Do any of the stores or places you set up uh, them? I guess the gumball machines. Are there any machines like yours that actually are owned by the store or like, oh, so like you're competing with them in a sense or? Yeah. I mean, some, some places do have their own or they have the company that they use, uh, their vending store, they have a contract. Like that's for like the bigger chain stores, you know, like yeah, sometimes like Walmart and all that, but the machines that I have, they're mine. I pay for them. Yeah. So they're, they're my property. I have all my information on them on the side of the machine. And uh, when you place these machines, uh, I don't pay commission because, like I said, they don't take up much space. And if, yeah. it's, if you're doing a service for the business, you're getting people to come in there. So, yeah, you know, people are coming in with the kids. They see the gumballs or the candy and they want to entertain the kids for a little bit. So they'll be like, OK, here, here's a quarter, you know. And so, you know, you maintain it, you maintain it, you clean it, you fill it up. They don't have to do anything. You know, but it's it's still there for their customers, so they see it as a win-win because they're like, I don't have to waste my time with this. He yeah. comes in, he takes care of everything. Boom, you know, okay, no problem. But then you'll get the people that you go in there and automatically they want fifty-fifty off the bat. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember I, I've dealt. I know who you talk, the types of people you talked about. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, if they're smart, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, you know what, this guy's helping me out. I mean, yep. if, even if they're selfish, let's say, let's put it this way. You're yep. thinking about monetary only. You're bringing boots in the door. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what every business wants, right? Yep. And you can even see those from that because, I, like I said, when my kids, they love gumballs, the little bouncy ball things, yep. stickers. Yeah, the bouncy balls and ball. the gumball machines are my best sellers. And it's it's so simple. You wouldn't think about it, but they, I mean, that's genius. I mean, it really is. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, when you tell them you do that, they look at you like, really? You're going to make money off a quarter thing? But they don't see the big picture, you know? Yeah. You know, you let that build up for a month or for two months and three months, so you go collect, you're looking anywhere from 100 or $80 low end, 200 a high end. Yeah. And that's for a machine that's doing all the work. I mean, we always, I mean, what do we talk about? We talk about like passive income. You hear that yeah. term all the time. That's basically passive income. You passive show income, up, yeah. it up and then take your money and go. I mean, yeah. so cash is king. So yeah. I'm going to be respectful of Luis's time. We're coming up to the hour mark here. Um, Cali, reseller Luis, check out his channel. I will be there on Friday uh, at your uh, hangout. So hopefully we can talk some more. No, uh, no, definitely, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm here to – for anybody that wants to ask any questions or anything, uh, feel free to hit me up anytime on Instagram. Um, yep. I'll answer my question, uh, your question as soon as I can, because sometimes I do get a little busy uh, with, you know, with family thing and uh, doing my reselling. But I, I always uh, respond back to everybody. Absolutely. You responded back to me like pretty much right away. So I yeah. appreciate that. So if you guys could do us a favor, could do me a favor, I will shamelessly plug the reselling niche podcast uh if you could leave us a review uh if you wanted to leave a comment and check us out on youtube and a subscribe would be great but um, one last thing we also have a mini group the reselling niche help group on facebook everyone's welcome to join mm -hmm. uh, and small group only about 100 people so everyone mm -hmm. there is real no bots 
right. Yeah, post a link on here. I'll I'll, I'll definitely uh absolutely appreciate join your group and uh, help you guys too. I yeah. also posted my link to my uh, candy vending machine on uh, YouTube if anybody wants to uh, just yes. curiosity. Yes, and then if anything else, if you forget later, I can add to you know add back to the show notes whenever. So you know if okay. you you know you add a new this or that, yeah. just let me know. Definitely. And so until the next one, I really want to appreciate. I want to say that I appreciate everyone coming out here. I'm new to looking at the. Uh, let me see. Click on this real fast. I'm new to uh, my eyes going down this way. A lot of that's why, because the first show we did, I never clicked on notes. So like it was coming up here, I never clicked on it. <laughs> it just said oh, stream yard, yeah. you know, click on the comments. I didn't even read that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you live and you learn, right? Yep. So until the next one, I, I was just going to sign out for Cali Reseller Luis. Have a good one, man. See you guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.